All right. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Causey's Conversation. I'm Jared Causey. Uh, and joining me for part two of this uh, kind of two-parter uh, conversation is Grant Keel and Stephen Klaus. Uh, Grant's having a good time dancing over there like a terrible Baptist. Uh, needs to Wait, are, you, are, are you podcasting the video part of it too? <laughs> no. No. Please, please, please. Uh, I wish, but I mean, I, I will have a video though. So uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to share it um, via podcast anyway. But uh, hopefully, you've uh, everyone has uh, listened to part one of this conversation about the local church and what this says. Uh, this situation says about what we think about the local church. To, uh, you know, this time around, part two, we're going to continue that conversation and we're going to look at uh, two topics uh, in that I've seen a lot of people conversate about, and that's the Lord's Supper and baptism. Um, so we're going to get into that. And um, so real quick, um, let's just kind of pick up where we left off from part one and talking about the local church itself. Um, I wanted to, to mention um, Mark Dever had a really good, um, he said this a while back, I believe. There's a difference between the church, obviously, locally, um, and, you know, on Sunday mornings, there's a difference between that and the church throughout the rest of the week. Uh, he calls it the gathered church versus scattered church. So I, I like that, the way he says that, because the church doesn't disappear after when you dismiss on Sundays, you know, you, it's going to gather again, obviously, but it's throughout the week, it's still in existence. Uh, it's just scattered. It's scattered out throughout different towns and cities. Um, so what do you think about that? And, and how does that, I guess, play into this, you know, conversation in terms of, you know, are we still the church or are we still doing church uh, even on Sunday mornings, even though we're not gathered or what's going on in that time? You know, what do y'all think? Okay. I'll speak first. <clears throat> well, I mean, obviously we are still the church. The church is um, the body of Christ composed of all believers. Um, you know, uh, that's the church. That's the definition broken completely down to its base, you know, is, is that is those who believe in Jesus Christ. I mean, that that's what Jesus said he would build his church upon was that confession of uh, Simon Peter you know, that he was the Christ, the son of the living God. Um, so that's, that's the just bare minimum. That's what makes you a member of the, the church, the universal church is that confession, uh, uh, the true confession. Um, and so, yes, obviously when, when we leave the, the church building, um, when we leave the fellowship of the other church members, yes, we are still the church. Um, you're, you're not still the gathered church, you know, like, uh, Dr. Dever says, you know, we're, we're not the fellowshipping church. We're not in church fellowship. Um, we're, we're just out We're we're away from that. Um, so, the, you know, there is the idea of the fellowship of the church and then just the church. Um, and there are obvious differences because, you know, you, you can't have communion off by yourself. You're still a member of the church, but you can't have communion because who are you communing with? Um, you, I mean, there, you can't have church discipline off by yourself. That requires 
pastors and, and church leadership um, and, and a larger fellowship of brothers. Uh, there's just a lot of things that the Bible includes into uh, what makes a church that you can't have on your own as a member of the church, of even the universal church, much less the local church. So, um, you know, that there are just, there are differences, uh, slight differences, but um, no, I, I definitely think that being apart from the church body does not mean that the church is not in existence, it just means that the local church can no longer fellowship um, together at, the, at this time. Right. Grant, what do you think? Yeah, I really like that, uh, that Mark Dever quote. That's pretty good. Uh, and I, I, would, I would say right now that I definitely feel like even on Sundays, our church is a scattered church. Uh, as far as my Sunday school class goes, I have a, a group text with them. I send them a weekly devotional every week, and I get no responses, <laughs> get no feedback. I get nothing, you know. Come on, Grant, so, you need to better, be a better leader, man. I expect well, well, that. that well, <laughs> well, that's the joking. thing. That's the Shots fired. I, I'm just joking. Grant's a wonderful leader. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's the that's the problem with this virtual church thing. Like uh, yeah. like you and Stephen were saying earlier, is like there's no accountability. There's no actual um, you know feedback. There, there's there's none of that because if somebody doesn't want to respond uh, to a question or something I, I I share, they don't have to. But if it's if it's face to face, I can kind of look at them and be like, you got something to say. <laughs> you know, but, but in this situation, there is none of that. They can choose to ignore it. They can choose to not listen to it. They, you know, there's no accountability. There's no nothing. There's no fellowship. Yeah. There's no learning from each other. There's no iron sharpening iron. It's just, you know, you can offer stuff to people and if they want it, they can take it, you know? And, and so it's, it's even, even though we're virtually meeting on, on Sundays, it's not the gathered church. It's still a scattered church in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And I, I would even question whether we're really truly gathering in the proper sense. I mean, we're, we're kind of, there's a weird, I, I know we're kind of, you know, even right now, you know, us three, we're, we're not really gathered together in the proper sense. We're more of just kind of, kind of virtually fellowshipping, which I mean, it's not the same, you know, it's truly gathering together, like in, in the proper sense. Um, so I kind of, I, you know, I agree with you too, that, being in person, you know, is, is so important. And, um, without it, I don't think you're going to be able to properly be able to disciple one another, encourage one another. Uh, you know, if, if it, if it's the situation arrives, uh, church discipline, I mean, that can't be done virtually. There's no way I don't think. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I think that this situation is, is very interesting in terms of, you know, going forward, how are churches going to do ministry um, in terms of on, on the Sunday morning, you know, when you're gathering together, are they going to push more for a, I don't know, a virtual, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's, it's kind of like the economy. You don't know what's really going to happen in the next, you know, month or two as a result of all of this. Same thing with the church, at, at, you know, the universal church. We don't know what we're going to be doing, you know, in the future. Um and how they're going to react. I, I, I don't know. I mean, but I definitely am concerned that there are some pastors that are kind of looking at the situation like, man, we could just, I mean, we can still kind of meet together uh, virtually and it's the same thing, you know, why do anything different, you know, 
um, or at least, you know, give them the option of doing that and that be sustainable. I, I just, I worry about that a little bit because I, I, I really do see people not um, emphasizing the local church enough, rather they're emphasizing this kind of um, ecumenical, you know, uh, ecumenical thing that Christians are together um, and parachurch ministries. I mean, that's another thing. We've, we've, I think we've all talked about that before. It seems like that's kind of the, what people are emphasizing today. Um, like we've talked about different parachurch ministries that have, you know, done a lot and people put those ministries, for, you know, ahead of the local church. And even here at seminary, there are people that are guilty, I think, of putting Southwestern above the local church and which is unfortunate, but um, it seems like that's, that's happened throughout. And this is going to kind of maybe, I hope not, but it, it might make it even worse. So, but I don't know. It, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. What do y'all think? I think it's probably, I think this is going to be the next great battle, I guess, for the church um, is now that's, that's just, if this does end up happening like this, which we all seem to agree that that's probably going to be what happens coming out of the whole coronavirus thing is that a lot of churches are going to capitalize on people being used to virtual church. And so they're going to try to have the biggest, baddest virtual church there is. And that's where, how people are going to do church and they're going to call it acceptable. And, uh, and so, you know, every generation has their thing that they have to really, fight against in the church and this may be the next thing we end up having a battle i I, i'm not sure i hope that's not the case um it may not be the case in more rural uh communities uh like mine and stevens but uh in bigger cities uh it's definitely going to be something that churches are going to have to step up against right steven yeah well um i don't know um i haven't really seen uh, which maybe y'all have seen something else. I haven't really seen um, a, a temptation from any pastors or churches that I'm aware of um, to, to like continue this trend. I definitely don't think that, you know, it, it's just not a, a smart direction to go. I mean, if, if you're simply talking, you know, financial, uh, financial, I mean, you know that people are losing uh the the big guys are losing money um i mean i know smaller churches i have no doubt are losing money but that i don't me personally i don't think that's the next fight the church is going to face coming out of this i think i i think churches are are going to bounce back i think maybe some churches will expand into live streaming and things like that um if anybody gets a huge booster in this time and we may see uh, a hurtful trend going forward, it would probably be like you said, Jared, in the parachurch area and maybe people during this time getting more familiar with parachurch ministries and then sticking with those over their local churches. Um, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, Someone saying, well, you know what, while, we were watching church on TV. We just decided to watch this other guy, you know, and now we're just going to stay home and watch him. Uh, you know, the pastor from, you know, California or New York or whatever, where, you know, we can't go to his church, but we're just going to stay home and watch him. I can definitely see that. Um, 
definitely see that happening. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know that that's going to be the fight coming out of this, um, out of this virus uh, situation. I think there are definitely going to be other fights coming out of this, but I, I, I personally don't think that's going to be one. I, yeah. I, I hope that, I hope it's not. I mean, I, that's just, I hope it's not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know of any pastors or churches that are saying, yeah, we're going to be doing away with the physical gathering on Sunday mornings. I, I don't know any pastor saying that, but I do, I have seen and do know of, of some that are kind of pushing more for a, the implicate, or I guess the message that this is just the mm-hmm. same. Like this is, this is our corporate gathering. It's, it's yeah. the same thing. And I would disagree with that. And then plus they're, they'll use that to say, well, we can just, we can gather on Sunday mornings virtually. It's fine. It, it, we can do that. And, and so as a result, you know, encouraging people like even before all this judas um is it judas smith yeah seattle pastor is that is that correct judas yeah, that's his name. yeah he that's has right like here. this like a year or two ago i guess he came up with this like virtual church thing uh, like app like i don't know if you've seen it but it it's like basically hey don't you don't want to go to church on a sunday morning just uh whip out your phone and join us uh join uh with us on uh on the app and it's just like bro, what are you doing? You're encouraging people to miss uh, the, the very important, distinct day where we are to gather together and worship our God, you know, we're so. Uh, yeah. Stephen. And I think that this is definitely, this situation that we're seeing is definitely doing a lot to uncover people's view of the church uh, and the doctrine of the church and their view right. of the church. Yeah. This is now I will agree with you there that I've seen a lot of different views that would indicate a lower view of church than I think is, is needed. Um, obviously church is, you know, not our source of hope. Church is not our source of faith. Source is not our object of faith. Um, we is church is not the end all be all but we should have an extremely high view of the church and of the fellowship with the church um, because the scripture holds a very high view of it Um, all throughout multiple epistles. We are urged to come together as a body of Christ. We are, we are pushed toward that. We are, there is no, nothing in scripture that gives us the leeway to miss the physical gathering of the church. And, it lays it plainly out. This is for us to come together physically to glorify God right. um, through multiple means, through baptism, Lord's Supper, preaching the word, encouraging one another, disciplining one another, whatever, you know, whatever tool it may come out as, it is all to the glory of God. And that is vitally necessary. And I see a lot of people in various different ways showing off this low, lower or to extremely low view of church and, and the ordinances of the church and, and all that during this time, because, well, we'll just do it virtually. And you know what, like you said, there's, there's just really no difference. Well, there is, there is a monumental difference. And, and if we can't see that and yearn for the day when we can get back to what scripture says, uh, which is the physical gathering and the physical interaction, then, you know, we, we definitely need to, check ourselves not check our salvation but we definitely need to check 
ourselves and, and our knowledge of what the church is and what it's meant to be. Yeah. And, um, you mentioned Lord's supper and, and, um, I wanted to get to that real quick. Um, so many churches, my, mine included are, have decided to do a virtual communion or virtual Lord's supper. Um, especially on Friday, I think some are doing it obviously on Easter as well. But, um, so a lot of churches are doing that. And, um, I get that folks are wanting to make it happen and to be able to participate in the Lord's Supper and make it available for people. Um, you know, real quick, I'll put my cards on the table and then maybe y'all can, um, you know, kind of express your, where, what you, where you stand on this. But, you know, I think biblically speaking, the physical gathering of the local church is required to participate in the Lord's Supper, and even in a pandemic, when we're not meeting for a month or two, there there shouldn't be an exception. There shouldn't be an ex- people are saying, well, there should be an ex- we we have an exception here. This is a weird time. I get it, it is, but that doesn't make mean that it's okay to actually partake in the Lord's Supper together. You know, uh, separate, scattered. You know, even if it is via Zoom or even it is live streamed, there, there's no biblical, there's no um, scripture passage that gives us this permission to do this. And I, I get it that there was no, you know, technology back then to say that, but I mean, they could have taken, they could have taken the Lord's Supper apart. I mean, that was possible. It, you know, Paul could have, could have said that this is okay. Um, but instead he says, as you're gathered together, every, I mean, first Corinthians 11, it says it when you, whenever you meet together, whenever you're gathered, whenever you meet, you know, and so, and that literally means a assembly. It's, it's a physical assembly. It's not a virtual assembly. There's no such thing as a a virtual assembly um, in the proper sense. And so I just have a huge, I guess, not a, it it is a concern of mine. Um, I, there are so there are many many people that I love that are okay with it, and I respect them. Um, I'm not saying they're like heretics now, but I definitely am semi concerned about this. Like, are we really gonna allow a pandemic to cause us to to possibly misuse the Lord's Supper at this time? I mean, that's that's a big concern for me. Um, and uh, I'd, l- I'd like to get y'all's thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, obviously, biblically, I was just reading what, what you're talking about in First Corinthians 11. And, uh, yeah, it, it clearly says when you come together. Um, and then it talks about when you come together as a church. Uh, and so, I mean, when you come together as uh, your family does that count no it's, it says in first Corinthians 11 when you come together as a church and uh and so I'm I'm with you yeah as far as having to take communion right now I mean what's the point in virtual church world you know like um I'm with you I, I think it's more of a it's a it's a corporate church um function that that we should do together as believers and uh, and I, I, I it's one of those things that um is i have a little leeway with i mean this is a weird time you know um we've never seen a pandemic before we've never right. went went this long without uh 
meeting as a church before. So, um, so if some people decide to do it that way, I'm not going to hold it over their heads, you know, cause, right. cause, cause I, I honestly don't know the actual answer, you know, um, for a time such as this. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with both you guys. Um, my thoughts have been from the beginning when kind of the, the questions first or I first started seeing the questions and, um, you know, as we got closer to, to good Friday and Easter and we got closer to saying, Hey, we're not going to be able to do church normally. Um, and and a, a lot of the talk about virtual Lord's suppers and all that. And, um, I know there are plenty of local churches who've done it. I know there are plenty of big churches, you know, global churches who've done it. Um, I'm personally opposed to it. I think that, um, like y'all said, that, that it's very clear in scripture when you gather together, what it is literally talking about because they did not have virtual church. They are literally talking about coming together physically. And, um, again, it's that whole idea of low view, you know, low to lower view of the Lord's supper when, well, it's just, it's just to remember Jesus so we can do it virtually. Yeah. You know? if, if, if there are people that, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to, to point this out to what you're saying. A lot of the people, not all of them, but a lot of the people that are saying virtual communion is fine, they're, they do believe the, the Lord's Supper is just merely symbolic. There's nothing about it spiritual. And I don't, I'm not, I don't believe that um, necessarily that the Lord's Supper is a means of saving grace. I mean, obviously I don't, but it's not, I don't, I'm not, I don't agree with transubstantiation. But I do believe this is a, it's a means of sanctifying grace. So anyway, I just wanted to, to point that out because I think a lot of people are kind of like, well, who cares? Like, it's just a symbol, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, there are those who have just an extremely low view, like right. um, Ed Young's church who had, you know, whatever you've got, grab hold of it. Uh, you know, I, I've yeah. seen pictures of like orange juice and toast. Yeah. Uh, hey, just use whatever you got. Okay. That we're, I'm not referring to that kind of a low view. Right. That's that one's just obvious. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, just, just the, I mean, just the, well, you know, we will bend, we will bend what scripture says to accommodate the time. And, and I get the heart behind it. I really do. I, I understand the, and I can't imagine what pastors are going through right now as they try to struggle with those questions. Um, and so I definitely think that there is a, there's a leeway, uh, like Grant said, you know, I, I'm not going to call it sin. I'm not going to say, you know, you know, sin damnation on you. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, but yeah, I, it, it's definitely, I think we're taking small baby steps too far that, that we definitely need to put mm -hmm. maybe more consideration into. And you know what? maybe hold off on the Lord's supper until we can come together again yeah. or maybe come together in small groups. The pastor just go around in small groups. I don't know what the answer is. I think it's, it'd be different for every church, but I just don't know that virtual is the way to go with the Lord's supper. Okay. Grant, um, you have any other thoughts about this? Yeah. I was talking to Lauren about this the other day and um, I honestly think one of the biggest hurdles for the church coming out of this um 
is uh, I forgot the stat exactly, but it's like a thousand something churches every Sunday across the country have to close their doors uh, for the yeah. last time. And uh, I think, I don't, I don't know how many people are listening to your podcast, but I would like to encourage everybody to support your local church during this time. Yeah. Uh, keep, keep tithing, keep giving to your local church because uh, your church could be next. You know, if, if, especially in a time like this, when people, people don't tithe hardly to begin with. Right. Um, and at a time like this where they're not even going to church and there's not a pew getting passed or a, a plate getting passed around in front of them, they're definitely not given. So uh, I would like to encourage your audience and listeners to please give to your local church because uh, more likely than not, your church could be the next one shutting its doors. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, to kind of go off of what you're just saying, I, I think every committed Christian that's listening to this, I, I want to encourage you to take this, you know, opportunity, you know, at a reasonable hour, you know, don't text your pastor at 4 a.m., but uh, text them or call them, you know, during the day and, and encourage them and let them know you love them, you appreciate them. And what he's doing is not, you know, uh, unnoticed that number one, the Lord sees it and is going to honor that. But also, you know, yourself that, that this person, that your pastor is doing uh, what he is, um, you know, what he's called to do. And that is to shepherd his people. And, um, you know, I'm not a pastor right now. Um, none of us are really, um, I guess Deacon, uh, Grant is the closest one to a pastor right now. <laughs> Cause aren't you a Deacon Grant or is that, is that a no, name? like, like six weeks before coronavirus hit, they, they told me to pray about it. And then, a couple of deacons asked me if I was, if I wanted to start the process and I told him yes. And then coronavirus yeah. happened and I haven't heard back. <laughs> okay. Well, you're still the closest. I mean, me and Steven are over here just, you know, we're doing nothing for the Lord, basically. <laughs> I'm just joking. Ouch. No, no I'm, Ouch. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, Steven, you're, you're, um, you know, you're not doing any vocational ministry, right? You're not really doing sadly. Any- yeah. Sadly. No. Hey, if, hey, any Southwest Louisiana churches, if you need a pastor, Stephen's your boy. Um, I'm just going to say, you know, uh, he's going to go in there and uh, preach the word and um, do his best. So make sure you consider him. <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully get a call base on that. I don't know. Maybe you will. Oh, but Lord. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think um, I think we're going to wrap up. Grant has to go to sleep, I guess. He has to get his nap. It's way past my bedtime. Oh my gosh. It's only nine. <laughs> oh, wait, it's closer to 10. Okay. I thought it was like nine o'clock. <laughs> but still, that's really early. You know, I, I don't, I'm a night owl. So, what happened in those college days when we were staying up till 3 a.m., you know, going to Katie's or something? <laughs> Kids. <laughs> yeah. Kids and work, man. Kids and work. Wait, are you working tomorrow? No, not tomorrow. But okay. Still. Gotcha. I, I'm in a routine now. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, guys, thank y'all for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know. We'll have to do this again soon. And the, uh, I mean, I honestly hate doing podcasts by myself. So I need to, I need to, I'm trying to get reasons to get y'all on. Uh, I mean, it's, it's called Kazi's Conversations. If you're having conversations by yourself, I mean, 
talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I try to get people on. Um, there's every once in a while I'll do it by myself. But yeah. So, well, guys, uh, thank you all for tuning in to part two of this uh, conversation. Um, I pray that the Lord blesses you during this time. If, um, if there's any way I could pray for you, um, just shoot me a message. Let me know um, if I could pray for you in any way. Um, and, uh, just hope you're, I hope you make it through this. I, I know you will, um, hope you will. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm praying that the Lord uses this time to strengthen the church. So, well, hope you have a wonderful week. God bless.